We got Shannon Sharp and Skip Bayless and all these sports people talking about championships and basketball. This, this is rap. Y'all out your jurisdiction. You can't save them. Welcome to Around the NBA with Chris and Eric. I'm Blazerland and Rip City 2's Chris Craig. And I'm not Blazerland, although I should be. Why am I not on Blazerland? I should be like co-editor. You should be. No. You need to be <laughs> down there and write some articles but, ASAP. Uh, and uh, Rip City 2, I hang out there. But and my name is Eric Milligan, if I didn't say that already. But... Um, what we have to do is you guys are all listening to this episode most likely on Monday, which is Chris's birthday. Happy birthday to you. Happy birthday to you. Oh, Happy birthday, dear Chris. Happy birthday to you. What are you, 36? I'm 21. No. <laughs> <laughs> You're 36, right? 36 years old. Uh, 1984? Uh, 30, me, 36 years young. 1984? Yeah, yep, nice. that's correct. Yeah. My dog is like, normally she'd be in bed right now, but she like came up to me and was like pawing at me, like looking straight up at me like she wants me to take her out. But I've taken her out twice. Yeah. First time she did nothing. Right. Second time she peed. And now she like looks like she totally wants me to take her out. But Miss Moi, you don't do anything when I take you out. And now I'm doing <laughs> podcasts. So when the podcast is done, if you are still here, I will take you out. Okay, Mrs. Malloy? Anyway. Oh, and, it, for yes. and just like that, okay. she walked away. <laughs> she walked away. <laughs> oh, no. She wants, <laughs> do you want to be up in my lap, Mrs. Malloy? Here. Mrs. Malloy is is in my lap now as we... And okay, it is, so... Uh, it's so episode... Take, it's, uh, take it over. Season episode three, th- episode four. Yeah. And uh, it has been a long week. And, uh, oh, man. So, yeah, long week. We yeah. have a new president. We have a new president. Congratulations to Joe Biden. But the old uh, president doesn't want to be not president anymore. Yes, yeah. Congratulations to uh, Kamala Harris. Yes, becoming the first female vice president yes. in United States history. It's amazing. Yes. So glad my son gets to see that. That's that's uh, way past due. Thank you, Milwaukee, Atlanta, Detroit, and Philadelphia. Yeah, thank you. Thank you very much. <laughs> and I just want to say um, we lost a legend today. Alex Trebek passed away. Oh, yeah. Um, I did read that. I want to say my thoughts are with his family. And uh, I'm just a big fan of Jeopardy. I grew up watching it. And uh, it's not going to be the same without him. Yeah, we use that for our Yeah, we use the Jeopardy song we're waiting for our Street Finder to load up for our very fast internet. Yep. So we have news and highlights for you guys. We're going to go ahead and talk about some possible Blazer trades, ones we've heard online around, and ones we've thought of ourselves, and... Have some fun, and then uh, we'll do the streak finder, and of course, your questions. So here we go. Uh, the NBA, the 2020-2021 NBA season is going to start on December 22nd. It is confirmed. It will be a 72-game season. Uh, yeah. And the NBA a is short, aiming, a short All-Star break, but no All-Star game. No if All-Star I game. Correct. 
No all-star games. I think they still might vote players like as days. all-stars. Yeah. I think players will still get voted as all-stars. There just won't be games. Right. Uh, the NBA is aiming to give to have uh, suites open at 25 to 50% capacity wow. to start the season. So they're going to try to get people in the seats. And uh, they're going to have uh, the court side will be about 10 to 12 feet away from the court. Wow. And I and wonder how much these suites and courtside tickets are going to cost. Probably a lot more than normal. They have, yes. So what we got to do is get like you and your wife and kid and me and my people and maybe like somebody out like whatever the min- maximum that we can have and we should get a suite to a game. That'd be awesome, yeah. Although I wonder if it's kind of better on TV than it is in person if it's empty. You know what I mean? Yeah, I mean, if, it's going to be very empty, socially distanced. If it's empty, you you when you're watching on TV, you don't necessarily feel that the crowd's not there. But if you were there, you would definitely feel it. Yeah, and it's going to be very socially distanced. It's going to be like a, you know, crowds when you you know you're watching the bad teams. <laughs> right. Let them more spread out. So, yeah, um, the Warriors have honored Vice President-elect Kamala Harris. Who is an Oakland native with a signed Stephen Curry Oakland Forever jersey? Nice. With a message to Kamala Bay, with a message uh, to Kamala Bay Area to DC. Congrats. Signed Yay. Stephen Curry. That's pretty awesome. And I, Yay, their Curry. Oakland Forever jerseys look pretty cool, man. Very throwback. Uh, you know, that if you haven't seen it. In the bubble, there was the boycott, and the players talked about making a difference. I right. think they did because those arenas were open in Milwaukee, Detroit, Philly, and Atlanta. And they, they turned those NBA arenas into voting centers, and I think they it did. made a difference. I think it did, too. Then so, thank you for doing that, NBA yeah. owners. We appreciate yeah. it. Yeah, yeah. Um, former NBA player, excuse me, and Hall of Famer uh, Dino Raja, who played for the Celtics in the 80s, has shared his take on LeBron comparisons to Michael Jordan. He says it makes him want to puke. He says, <laughs> when the comparisons between LeBron and Jordan start, I vomit. My son assures me that LeBron is better, but for me, it's not a discussion. If he had played 20 years ago, LeBron wouldn't have been able to do even half of this. Today, when LeBron enters the paint, everyone moves away from him. But Jordan was getting beaten like no one, and he still dominated. In front of LeBron were Kobe Bryant and some others. I respected LeBron, but Kobe was better. Yeah. Kobe. 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 What? Kobe Bryant. He thinks Kobe Bryant was better than LeBron James. And, wow. Um, but but like, that is kind of true, about though. Jordan. Everybody does kind of move out of the way when LeBron comes in because they're going to get called for a foul. But that's because LeBron's bigger than those guys. He's bigger than Kobe and Jordan. Yeah, but it's also because they don't want to get called for a foul. You know, these more these days, players have to worry about getting called for fouls. You know, on players like LeBron, you know, back then they didn't care about that or worry about that, and they just played defense. Right. Uh, the Wizards are interested in trading for Kyle Kuzma. Interesting. Not sure what they would package to get him, but yeah, it's interesting that that's Bradley Beal for a Kuzma sounds fair. No, that does not. <laughs> yeah, for, you yeah, know for that, the Lakers. The Lakers no. You know the Lakers are going to pull that off somehow. Right, they're going to call them. Yeah, and the, and the Wizards will hang the phone up. 
can imagine pulling. Yeah, yeah. I'll give you Kyle Kuzma for Bradley Bill. Hello, hello. <laughs> uh, Ex NBA coach David Fisdale uh, believes the Lakers will benefit the most if any team with the December twenty second start to the twenty 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 one season, as they still have the championship fresh on their minds. And LeBron, and with LeBron keeping his team focused. Do you think that? Do you think they have the the biggest advantage of the season starting early, being the champions? Um, I don't know. I mean, yeah, they. I guess they have momentum. They played really well. They know how they, they feel. Yeah, I don't know. I don't. I don't know who has the edge. I mean, what about? Does a team like Phoenix like? Did they gain like real? Uh, confidence from the bubble and are they going to be like hot to trot early on there's a team like the warriors with the uh, fresh team like the warriors seth and exactly. curry and a fresh clay thompson are they going to come out the gate of the gates and have the advantage well, you know if you want to talk about trades there was one trade i saw that was very tempting which is damian lord and trevor reza for eric pascal Jordan Poole, Andrew Wiggins, the number two pick, and number one pick, uh, first round pick in 2022. Who oh says my goodness. no? Who says why is no? It, why isn't no on the phone right now? Who says no? <laughs> <laughs> you know what's funny I about that no. trade? <laughs> what's that? Is that there were Golden State fans on that page saying, no, we'd be giving up too much. <laughs> oh my God. <laughs> Giving up Wiggins wow. and a bunch of scrubs and a pick for Damian Lillard? Come it's on. That's too now. much. That's too much. That's too much. Uh, like, wow, talk about being a tr- attached to your players. Speaking of the Warriors, uh, Stephen A. Smith says the only team that can stop the Lakers next season are the Warriors. What do you think of that? I mean, we'll see. And it's What about the Clippers? We don't know where Chris Paul's going to end up. We don't know where Drew Holiday is going to end up. Um. We don't know where Myers Leonard is going to sign. Yeah, we don't know what a lot of teams are going to look like. I mean, you know, on the Clippers, you have several free agents on the Clippers, including uh, backup big man uh, Montrez Harrell. I mean, if he goes, that's probably going to change the whole the look of the, the Clippers. Yeah. yeah. We don't know who they might sign, who might be drawn to sign with them in L.A., mm-hmm. or who might be drawn to sign with the Lakers to make them even better. God forbid. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. <laughs> Um, speaking of the Lakers, uh, JaVale McGee has sold his L.A. mansion. Hmm. Does that mean he's leaving? Is he leaving L.A.? Gosh, I don't know. He would be a good backup center for Portland. Would he? And he, well, I mean, he's had better years maybe, but I mean, back when he was with the Warriors and he was just destroying in the paint, he was just going up ripping rebounds away from people and grabbing the ball and, and, and... You know, finishing on alley oops at the you know above the rim. I mean, he was he was playing some fantastic ball, and it was like, you know, a lot of people were, a lot of Blazer fans are wishing he was on our team. But yeah, I don't um, know. Maybe he's not as good now. I don't know. Is Zach Collins? What's his status for training camp? He'll be available for training camp. He will. That's like in like three weeks. Uh, three four, four weeks. Four weeks, I believe. Yeah. yeah. Um, and what about Rodney Hood? Rodney Hood will be available. He's already he's looking good. Oh, good. 
Yeah. I did read on uh, Real GM that the Knicks yeah. are pursuing Carmelo Anthony. Really? Yeah. Weird. Weird. And they want Michael Kidd Gilchrist. Why? Like, what? Yeah. Why? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, here, let me let me read you this. Let me see if what? I can find it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Also, Nashville is under consideration for uh, the Raptors poem. Oh, I hadn't heard yeah. that. Yeah, here you go. Nick's reportedly interested in, I mean, these guys are thinking big. Justin Holiday, Michael Kidd Gilchrist, and Carmelo Anthony. Oh, man. That's a winner. Come on to spend all their money in one place. Jeez. By the way, Bill Simmons made an interesting point. You know, What's the that? league, well, because the league is losing, you know, billions of dollars that one way right. to bring that, to make up that money would be to expand and find, you know, find billionaires to buy two more teams, to buy the Seattle Supersonics and the Las Vegas, whatever, and add two teams to the league. And then the league will get that influx of cash from them buying the teams. There you go. They could buy like five billion, could throw five billion into the pool, into the NBA. Right. And we'd have the Sonics back and we'd have, I guess we'd have the Sonics back. We'd have the, uh, uh, whatchamacallit, we'd have Las Vegas. And then you would either take Memphis or Minnesota and put them in the Eastern Conference. I'm sure so Minnesota, know, I'm sure Minnesota would love that. I think Minnesota has petitioned before to be in the Eastern Conference. You know, as nice as it is to be the sole team up here in the Northwest, it is it is kind of getting lonely. Yeah. You know, I kind of do miss the Sonics being up there and having that that right, you know, that rivalry. Yeah. Uh, so, uh, ex Blazer Channing Fry said, if the Celtics wanted C.J. McCollum, they would have to trade Jalen Brown and Marcus Smart to Portland or yes. Hayward and Smart. Oh yes, please. <laughs> Jalen Brown, Jalen Brown, and Marcus Smart. Who would you rather have, Jalen Brown or for CJ? Hayward? Oh, Jalen Brown. Jalen Brown, yeah. yeah. Heartbeat. No question. Heartbeat. Jalen Brown yeah. and Marcus Smart for CJ McCollum. Where oh do I goodness. sign up? Where Wait, do I sign yes. up? And I yeah, love CJ McCollum. Yeah, they can have the 16th pick. But that adds like <laughs> two really good that, defenders. Yeah, it does. Like yeah. we instantly have two good defenders. We instantly have a backup point guard. Um. It's like everything we could hope for. Yeah, that would be. That's like a dream come true right there. Yeah. Uh, the NBA and the MBPA are discussing. By the way, the two... Celtics would never make that trade. Why no, would they, they make wouldn't. that trade. They wouldn't. Yeah, I know they wouldn't. Uh, the NBA and the MBPA are discussing a two percent annual growth in the salary cap and the luxury tax for the duration of the new CBA. The salary cap is expected to be at a hundred and nine million this coming season, which is what it was about in the twenty twenty or twenty nineteen twenty twenty season as well. Mm-hmm. Uh, expect the NBA to lift the trade moratorium a few days before the draft. Interesting. Okay. Yes. Yeah. So yeah, they're going to lift it before the draft. And then does free agency start the next day? Uh, two to three days after the draft. Two to three days. Yes, that's what so they're that saying. That means they're not starting free agency till the twenty first. The twentieth or the twenty first. So the twenty first is there's only nine more days left in the month, and then they'd have training clamp. So it'd be a nine day free agency period. I guess yeah. I think what they want is to get a few days after the draft allow teams to, you know. I guess teams would still be like signing players during Sign training their, camp. Yeah. 
They could be, yes. Yeah, I mean, it's an option. Oh, my goodness. Uh, yeah. Normally, we take care of all this in July and August, and they have a time to adjust to being on a new team, and maybe they do some special workouts, and then they go to the training camp. Yeah, it's all going to go a lot faster this year. It's going to be insane. Which makes a case for doing something like uh, like bringing back <coughs> Mo Harkless and or Ennis Cantor, two people who've played with us before. I'd love to have both of them back. Yeah, you know, two people who played with us before, who know our system, who would fit in, system. who would yeah. fit in immediately. Yeah, and they would be an upgrade. They'd upgrade us. Oh man, I'd love it. Yeah, whites I can go, and then they can come back. I'd love it. Um, uh, Daryl Murray is officially dude. I think his name's Murray. New... You always say Murray. Always say Murray. Daryl Murray. I swear. <laughs> I swear it's Maury. I don't. I, mean, I don't right know. You Maury. might be saying it right, but I don't. I don't know. Whatever, Maury. <laughs> Daryl Maury's. Daryl Maury is officially the 76ers' <laughs> new president of basketball operations. <laughs> See how he sells seashell sales at the seashore. <laughs> oh wow. Um, uh, but his family is not happy with him for taking the job. Oh, what well, right? Because uh, when he took when he left Houston, he said. Oh, I'm doing this to be with my family. With my family, spend time with my family, take some time off. And Danny Ainge did that too. He like stopped yeah. being a coach and said, "I'm doing this to like spend time with my family." And then he immediately went and coached another team. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> what were those teams? I remember him coaching the Suns, but who else uh, did he coach? That's a good trivia question. Do you know? That's a good trivia question. I. Uh... I know he coached the Phoenix Suns and he left them, but then. He immediately coached another team, if I remember right. Yeah. Nope. Actually, I just looked. Phoenix Suns. Just That's the only team he coached for. Okay. I feel like there was a situation where, or maybe it was he he retired as a Phoenix Sun in 1995. I don't know. I just, I feel like there was a situation, maybe after he retired from the NBA or there's yeah, a situation where he said, like, I want to spend more time with my family. And then he ended up taking another job. Maybe. Uh, I don't know. General manager job. Yeah. Yeah. Not a coaching. Yeah. Um, but that's not as, like, traveling all over the place job. Although I guess right. it can be. So we have one last piece of news. Uh, the Sacramento Kings have named ESPN and ABC Sports analyst Mark Jones as their new TV play-by-play announcer. He has been a sports analyst for 30 years, and he will join color analyst Doug Christie. Hmm. All right. I remember Doug Christie from back in the day. Man, they oh, had a yeah. good team back then, man. Sacramento Kings. Pages uh, Stoyakovich, you know, Turkoglu, Vladi Diva, Chris Weber. Bobby Bibby. Jackson. Bobby Jackson. Yeah, they had a great team, man. Yeah, I was always scared to play them. Gerald Wallace. They were a killer three-point shooter shooting team. Scott Pollard. Back when that was first starting to come, you know, into fruition, when they, you know, the NBA was moving, you know, towards three-point shooting mm-hmm. base. So yeah, that's our uh, news and highlights. Now we're going to talk about uh, some trades for the Portland Trailblazers. Talk about some we've heard online, and then maybe we'll share some of our own. So here's some I've heard online. This one's crazy. Uh, Joel Embiid. And Tobias Harris for C.J. McCollum and Yusuf Nurkic. Hmm. Hmm. 
in theory, the best player in that trade is Joel Embiid. Hmm. We get bigger because Tobias Harris is bigger than CJ. Yeah, but his contract is terrible. I feel like a homer, but I feel like I don't like that deal. I don't like not either. because Tobias Harris and Embiid aren't great players, but I don't feel like it's a big enough uh, difference that we're better off with just you know staying you know, you know playing for continuity and keeping the guys we have. I don't feel like that that trade moves the needle enough. But then watch Embiid has an amazing year this year and wins the NBA championship. And I was like, I, I mean, if, if he can stay if he can stay healthy, right? You know, that's the other part of it. You know, I'm concerned about. So our team I mean, would be. I know, I know Nurkic has you know had issues staying healthy too, but so our team know, would be Dam- Damian Lillard, Gary Trent Jr., Tobias Harris, Zach Collins, and Joel, Joel Embiid. Embiid. Yeah, that's a pretty good team. Okay, I'm in. You're in? Yeah, I'm in. <laughs> man, I don't know. I, can't, I don't know if I can give up the beast, man. Uh, all right. Uh, Drew Holiday for CJ McCollum. Straight up. Hmm. I think Drew Holiday is a little overrated. Everybody's he's a better defender like, than Everybody's, CJ. he's, he's being, he's on the trade, uh, he, uh, the Pelicans have said they're looking to trade him, and everybody's like, if we got him, they'd, we'd be the best team ever. Um, right. He's a better defender than CJ. Um, We're looking to trade him because he has one more year on his contract, and they know he's not going to resign with them after the 2020-21 season. I say, see, in certain situations, it's not so much that the deal's not good. It's not good enough to make me want to give up the continuity. Right. So I'd say no on that deal. Okay. Yeah, I say I say no too. Uh, here's another one in our online. You know, I think you're gonna say no to this one too. Uh, Chris Middleton for CJ mm-hmm. McCollum. Oh. Yeah. Yeah, I do that. <clears throat> you do that, but not uh, Drew Holiday. Um. You do Chris Middleton. Chris Middleton has more size, doesn't he? Yeah, he's a little bit taller. A little bit bigger. Yeah. And he has uh, experience playing on a winning team. Um, I'm looking up his... Uh, he's 6'7". Um, can play small forward, too. Although Drew Holiday D's up people pretty well as well. Let me know if Drew Holiday is uh, 6'3". I like the size of Chris Middleton. So I'm gonna say yes to the Chris Middleton deal, and by the way, that's exactly what the Bucks need because in the playoffs they just needed somebody they could throw the ball to that could create a shot, and their only guy who could really do that was like George Hill, and that's not good enough. So no one's doing that. No one's killing it. You mean like just like get a bucket in a close game? No, I mean he was he he was. You know, he took over once, uh, you know, Giannis went out with injury. He was their main scorer. I'm talking about the end of a game, the end of a close oh, okay. playoff game. The end of a close playoff game. Well, he won, one, the... he won one of their playoff games like that. He got a three at the end and won it. Okay. But they lost a lot of games, I see what you're too, saying, though. though. They lost a lot of games, and if they had they CJ just as a closer, 
a guy who can get his own shot. I mean, we know how creative CJ is and right. how he how good he is of a scorer, especially in crunch time. I think that would help the Bucks. I mean, ideally, the Bucks would want CJ and to keep Middleton in an ideal world. Like maybe sure, they'd right. want to give us Robin Robin Lopez for CJ and like a couple. Yeah, picks. no. <laughs> uh, so we got two more uh, that I saw on the line. This one is uh, Gordon Hayward and Marcus Smart for CJ and Ariza. Say that one again. I don't know if that even works. Uh, Gordon Hayward and Marcus Smart. For C.J. McCollum, Trevor Reza, and the 16th pick. Whoa, 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 whoa. Gordon Hayward and Marcus Smart? Yes. And we have to give up our pick, too? With C.J. and Ariza. For an inconsistent guy who plays with a lot of hustle and a guy who's really injured a lot, we give up C.J. and our pick? No. No. What do you say to that trade? Yeah, I mean, maybe without the pick, maybe. Um... Jalen Brown, yes. Jalen Brown, yeah, but the I think Boston's not going to do that. They're not trading. Right. Jimmy. He's part of their core. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I don't know. I don't know if I do this or not. So this yeah. is the other one I saw online, the last one. Uh, CJ McCollum for Aaron Gordon, straight up. That trade is so 2016. Uh, <laughs> Once upon a time, that seemed like a good deal. It'd be great for Orlando. They'd have like a star guard to build around. And right. it doesn't really can, help us though. Now, I mean, we have we don't Zach really Cohen. Need, yeah, we you know, we don't really. Yeah, and then we're weak. Then we're weak at shooting guard. So right. Yeah, I don't like that. All right, so here's some. Well, of I mean, my... without CJ, our rotation would be um, Dame, Gary Trent Jr., and Hood. And Simons, if he, you know, is good enough to get on the court. That's like a good guard rotation. Right. So it here's some of healthy. mine. Yeah, and unfortunately, most of the trades are, that you know, we've read or have CJ in them because that's, you know, pretty much what the Blazers have to offer. But I, I in some of the, I put together like six trades while I was going back from the coast today. Oh, and, you went uh, to the coast? Yeah, you know, I stayed the night at the coast last night for my where'd birthday. You, where'd you go? At Rockaway Beach. Oh, that's nice. Yeah, it was nice. Um, I know some of these are like not never going to happen, but here's the, here's my first one: uh, Trevor Reza in the sixteenth pick for Robert Covington. Um, what do you think of that? Um, wasn't Covington semi disappointing for Houston? Well, because they're playing him as their big man. It's their only big like they're playing him at center. He's going to be disappointing. Um, is he like much much better than Trevor Ariza? I he's a younger Trevor Ariza, pretty much. He's defensive. He can shoot the three. He's very energetic. Uh, uh, whatever, I could do either <laughs> way. Neither, neither would upset me. Okay, all right. Neither, uh, Brad, Bradley Bill for CJ McCollum, straight up. Yes. I don't know if Washington would do that though. Um, yeah, I don't know either. Yeah. How tall is Bradley Beal? 6'5"? So he's 6'3". You know, it's like if we if we trade CJ, we want to trade for a bigger player. For taller, yeah. Right, and then Beal isn't taller. Is Beal a better defender? I think so. Can he play make? Yeah, he can play make. 
Yeah. I mean, Bradley Beal did Benjamin average. Oh. Bradley Beal did average like 30 points a game last year. Yeah. So I don't know if he'd fit better with Dame or not. Right. Right. Um, the only way, reason Washington does that trade is if they just hate Bradley Beal and they just yeah. want another, a different shooting guard. Like, when does his contract get up? Probably Bill. I think he has another year. Yeah. Maybe um, they're thinking they're going to lose Beal, so let's, like, get another shooting right. guard. Uh, Victor Oladipo and Miles Turner for C.J. McCollum, Zach Collins, and Trevor Ariza. Hmm. Victor Oladipo and who? Miles Turner? Miles Turner. Uh, I don't like the two for three in that trade. I feel like you're losing too much if you throw in three. Yeah. We get... Miles Turner would be our backup center. Yeah, he would. I can't imagine he'd be happy with that. Yeah, he probably wouldn't be. Indiana I see why the pa- I see it. why the Pacers make that deal. I mean, you know, they get they a more reliable. Get they get a more reliable two guard who doesn't have the injury history of late. And they get a CJ. Young, they get to know, start. They get to play Domanus Sabonis at the center position. Right. Trevor. Yeah, I don't like that trade either. Okay. <laughs> Fair enough. Uh, Rodney Hood in the 16th pick for Seth Curry. By the way, are these yours? These are mine. Yeah. These are Rodney Hood and the 16th pick pick for Seth Curry. Seth Curry or Steph Curry? Seth. We're not getting Steph Curry. (laughs) (laughs) Not for that either, but we're going to get him anyway. Steph Curry. Seth Curry. Trying to get, yeah. I think he's going to get Seth Curry back. I don't know. Hood and the 16th pick. The Dallas Mavericks. The 16th pick? All right, give him the 46th then. We were at our best when we had Hood and Curry. That's true. But if Hood's never going to be the player he was before. Yeah, that's what I'm wondering. And we get Curry. And Curry knows the team. And we went to the conference finals with him. Yeah, I'd do that deal. Okay. Um... How about this? Uh, if we couldn't get Gallinari to come over straight over in the free agent. Uh, if we got him to do it, got the Thunder to do a sign and trade where they sign him and they trade him to us for a reason, the 16th pick. Yes. Yep. Yeah, do that. Mm-hmm. How about Patty Mills for a reason, the 16th pick? No. No? You wouldn't do that? Would you? For backup point guard? I don't know. He's a really good. He'd be. I guess I just miss. I guess it's just uh, nostalgia. I guess. Okay. Um, that's it for my trades, but I did come across another free agent. I think the Blazers should be looking at. Jordan Steph- Clarkson. Jordan Clarkson. Okay. He's a free agent. He's into. He just finished his last year with Utah. The Blazers could get this guy, man. He is perfect. He'd be perfect off our bench. With uh, Gary Trent Jr. Oh my gosh. Yeah, he's good. He's he's a good like fill him up scorer off the bench. He really kind of saved Utah's season. He did. And even then, they lost in the first round. Yeah. Hey, they all man, that was a heck Mike of a Conley. Though, Mike Conley had a shot at the buzzer that would have won that he series. He did. And it was in and out. It like went in and it came back out. That would have been only the seventh series-winning buzzer beater of all time. 
And his first, right? Yeah. The only people wow. who've done it are Jordan, Lillard, Stockton, and Kawhi Leonard. Wow. Jordan and Lillard have done it oh, twice. I remember when Kawhi did it, man. That, that crushed Philly. Oh. That yeah. was a cra- that's the craziest one I've ever seen. It was it was like bounce, bounce, four bounces. Bounce, 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 like four bounces from like yeah. one side of the rim to the other and back and then it went in. I was like, holy smokes. So do you have any trades? Um well I like the um who are we trading? Trevor Rees in the sixteenth pick for Steph Curry. Yeah. Who would we would that bring CJ off the bench though? If we had to Well start? I said Rodney, but I guess Oh no, you said Rodney. I said right, Rodney. but I'm talking about Steph Curry. Oh, we're not going to get Steph Curry. Hood, we need we need to put in Ariza in the, <laughs> to match up to match up the contract. We need to throw in Ariza. Yeah, we probably have to give up too much to get Curry. Yeah, a little bit. Yeah, and then, <laughs> then we'd have to then we'd have to roofie Bob Myers. My trade ideas are always stupid. I really want to. Kevin Love last year. And I mean, mine aren't the best work. either. I mean, I just threw them together, but yeah, it's fun. It's fun to look at. You're talking from um, the guy who wanted to trade for Steve Nash after his last healthy season in Phoenix, but I'm also the guy who said I... that we must trade for uh, Andrew Bynum, and after oh, I said let's trade for Andrew Bynum, he never played an NBA game again. I know. <laughs> so I'm just yeah. like... I'm going to take that as a... What I do know is that if we want to talk reality, we should just look at Denver's roster because Denver's the only team that uh, Olshay trades with. He got yeah. us. He got and us. They're uh, looking pretty good. Nurkic. He got us a Flalo from the Nuggets. Before he even got there, we got Raymond Felton from the Nuggets. It's like the Nuggets are the only team we like have on good terms with. And they're looking good right now. They're like. We've helped them out. Yeah. They've been talking about trades. They were talking about a trade. It was, uh, I thought it was ludicrous. It was Gary Harris, Will Barton, and Bull Bull for Drew Holiday. I would never do that deal if I was Denver. Would you? No. Never. I'm not even sure I'd do Bull Bull for Drew Holiday if, if the contract's matched. He's too... He's too talented and too much of an unknown quantity. We don't know his ceiling yet. Yeah, I know. They, Gary they Harris. Want, they want Gary Drew Holiday pretty bad, though. There, Gary Denver, Harris so and Will Barton. Gary Harris and Will Barton are really... The player that, of course, the Pelicans want is uh, Michael Porter Jr. And they're not going to get Michael Porter Jr. Right. I don't know. But yeah, that's so... Uh, Drew Holiday's probably not going to Denver because... They're not going to be able to agree on <laughs> who to send back. So, mm-hmm. um, but you know, I realized when I was looking, I was doing all these trades. I was looking at all the salaries, the players from different teams in our team, and there's like there's not a lot. There's not a lot out there. I mean, I feel like our it's we have a far better opportunity to upgrade our roster with free agency, with our MLA, with our our TPE, than we do with, you know. Trading CJ unless it's you know one of these big ones like for Bradley Bill or all I think we need to do to give ourselves a chance of getting to the Western Conference Finals again is just keep all our key players healthy. We have to stay healthy. Like yeah. if I we mean, have we Hood and we have Collins year. and Nurkic and Dame and CJ, 
and Gary Trent and Trevor Rees, I feel like we can win games. Yeah, I mean, if we had anyone. everybody in the in the restart. Yeah, you know, I think not only would we have destroyed in the restart, which we did, but we would have done far better in the playoffs. You know? I mean, last year with Collins, regular season and buzzle uh, bubble, we were eight and three when Collins played. Yeah, and we didn't have him. Small, we didn't have Ariza to guard. Size, but... would have been perfect to guard LeBron. Yep. Yep. You know, Zach would have, of course, you know, guarded Anthony Davis. But, yeah, it's tough when you're missing so many guys. I mean, our goal at minimum should be three seed behind the Lakers and the Warriors. We should be able to win games if we're healthy and not have to be in a position where we're the eighth seed and having to play number one in the first round. Exactly, yeah. And the only reason we were in that position because we were so we suffered so many injuries. I mean, just from the all the way from like the second game, second or third game, and it's kept coming. I guess it just means we need to get deeper so that we can uh, withstand injuries. Right. I don't know. Um, what was another trade I saw that I thought was interesting? Um, was Karis Levert, Spencer Dinwiddie, whatever the Brooklyn pick is. For CJ and our pick, Something would they do like, that? Would Boston? Was it? Was it our? I mean, pick would Brooklyn do that? CJ, who else? CJ and Trevor. Like, I'd have to really. I mean, that would give us depth. Two good guards for one good guard. Yeah, but would Brooklyn do that? I'm looking that up. Did you see? Not it? Did you not their... see it? Was I didn't that... see that one. No. Did Did I make that one up? <laughs> I don't know. I think it was like someone posted it somewhere. Brooklyn Dinwiddie and what is their Levert. pick? Because it would give it would give Brooklyn their third quote unquote star. Yeah, but they're pretty. I you know, pretty... they they feel like Harrison Verts got nothing coming star. They feel like you know he's going to be that player. So I don't know if they're willing to part with him and Spencer Dinwiddie because they're up they're high on him as well. So. I, you know, I don't know if they're a good willing to do that. Or would the Blazers do it? Would Neil do it? Probably. Uh, look at this. Look at this. Bleacher Report article. Trade packages to land Kyrie, Katie, and the Nets. They're big three. Um, and their idea is, where do they have it? A few stars. They're talking about getting LaMarcus Aldridge. Who would they oh, trade right. for LaMarcus Aldridge? Brooklyn receives LaMarcus Aldridge and Derek White. Spurs get Spencer Dinwiddie, Jared Allen, and Torian Prince. I actually kind of like that deal for the Spurs. I've heard rumors um, about him going to the Warriors. Then Buddy Heald uh, goes to Brooklyn. Sacramento gets well, CJ, uh, Jared Allen, Torian Prince, or Theo Pence. CJ McCollum. Uh, Brooklyn gets C.J. McCollum. Portland receives Lavert, Torian Prince, twenty twenty first round pick via Philadelphia 76ers. Huh. And then uh, Bradley Beal, all this. But the one option here said they would land a team that would be um, where is it? It's like they would be Kyrie Irving, Karis Lavert. Durant, LaMarcus Aldridge, and Dondre Jordan. Something like that. Yeah. Brooklyn, oh, 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 Derek White. 
There we go. Kyrie Irving, Jared Derek Blaine. White, Karis Levert, Durant, and Aldridge. Aldridge at the center. That's a good oh, team. That's, that's not a bad team. Durant and Aldridge together at last. <laughs> Soulmates. Yeah. Oh, my goodness. Looks like we're on to our streak finder. Streak, streak finder. Streak, streak finder. Streak finder. The singing skills of Eric Mulligan and Chris Craig. <laughs> Chris, who sings to children for a living. I'm very, I'm sorry, children. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, so uh, I think it's your turn this week to uh, streak finder. Fill in no stats for the streak finder. Let's let's like pick a random do? year. Let's okay, say just year, okay. the 1958-59 season. Wow. Okay. The 1958-59 season, only in the NBA. Old school. But in the playoffs, only in the playoffs. And I'm going to say the person had to score at least 15 points. And that's it. <laughs> you want to guess who it is? <laughs> in the 50s? Oh, my God. 1958 to 59 oh my god i've got oh, it no... i've got it i've got the list there have been you got the list there have been 27 <laughs> people who at least went back to back that season in the playoffs and one guy far above anybody else had 11 straight games in those playoffs of 15 or more points any future blazers um well, that guy, the number one guy was Frank Ramsey, who's kind of Frank like the Ramsey. same name as our coach. Have you heard of Frank is it Ramsey? Is he it, is it really the Kurt Ramsey? Oh, Jack Ramsey. I was Jack thinking Ramsey? of Jack Ramsey like our coach. Uh, yeah, I was thinking of Kurt Ramsey, the player. You're thinking of Kurt Rambis. Oh, Rambis. Duh. Yeah. Let me look down and see. Okay, so Elgin Baylor, George Elgin Yardley, Baylor. Yeah. Dolph Shays, Bill Russell. West Hunseld? There wouldn't be any Blazers because there were no Blazers in 1959. Right. West Hunseld? Uh, no. Bob Pettit, no. Cliff Hagen, Bill Sharman, Tom Henshold, Vern Mike Mickelson, Larry Costello, Dick Garmaker, Tom Heinsohn, and on and on and on, Dick McGuire, Gene Chu, Bob Cousy, Larry Costello, uh... Slick Leonard? Have you ever heard of that guy? No, Slick Leonard. Slick Leonard. I like his name. Let's look his stats. Let's look him up, man. No, he's <laughs> related to Kawhi, dude. Oh, Kawhi, right? No, I don't know. But here, I'm looking up. I'm looking up his Slick numbers. Leonard. That's Slick, a cool. That should be the name of our podcast today. Yeah, Slick Leonard. Slick like Leonard. That is Slick like, Leonard. That is a sick name. I'm trying to like bring up his like player info. But uh, if it doesn't come soon, let's go to questions, and I'll come back to it. All right. Here we go. How oh, many questions yeah. we got? So we have, pulling them up, we have five questions. Okay. First one is, with the season starting so soon, free agents will have less time to think about where to go. How does that affect free agency? I mean, it's going to be fast because, I mean, remember last time where we were giving uh, Cantor a time 
constraint to make his decision because if they if they didn't sign him, they were going to make the trade for Whiteside. And they're right. like, you have 45 minutes, and if you don't sell us now, we're moving on. So it's going to be yeah. that kind of action where people are like, we need to make these moves quick. And it's going to be tricky because people they're going to want to have their full team in training camp. Does that Ideally. help or hurt the Blazers? Well, the Blazers are a team that generally values continuity right. and maybe not making any major moves. So in that case, it would help us. Especially if, like I said, we used our money to sign players who have already played here before. Like Anis Cantor, like Mo Harkless, like Myers right. Leonard, like a trade for... Um, who are we saying? Uh, Myers. You want to bring the hammer back? Yeah, why not? Evan Turner. <laughs> um, uh, a trade for uh, Al Farouk Amino. Um, what was another player? Well, we'd have to trade for Mo Harkless. We can't sign him. Well, yeah, right. we can. No, no, no. He's, his no, he's a free agent. Up. He's a free yeah. agent. So we could sign Harkless and Canner. Um, yeah. That's what I think. Oh, I know what I was going to say. Or a trade for Seth Curry, like you proposed. Right. Trades that like bring the gang back together from uh, the Western Conference Finals team would be good. <laughs> go go at it again. Yeah. Yep. Uh, so we already talked about this, but Kirk C. asks, uh, thoughts on CJ and Holiday Swap? I mean, we talked about that, but... You know, I don't know Drew Holiday's game enough, except that he just destroyed us in the playoffs two years ago. Um, yeah, he really... We know he's a far better defender than CJ. We know that. Yeah. <laughs> um, but can he create... they're probably, you know, close. Um, I'm not against it. I wouldn't, like, cry if we did it. Yeah, I don't, you know... My, the only thing about that is he has a year left on the contract. You know, are we going to lose CJ and then he's going to walk away next year? So, I mean, that's a good point. It's a CJ, risk. we have locked risk. up. You know, CJ, we have for four more years, right? Well, I don't like, yeah, and I don't like taking that risk if we're going to lose CJ. I want to get something cohesive, you know, something's going to stay. I agree. I us. think it's no, not somebody's going to walk away in a year. Yeah. Rental. I'd be I'm fine either way. But yeah. Okay. Uh, Bruce S asks, what is the NBA's current thinking about fans in the arenas? Well, we talked about this a little bit. So they want to have fans in the suites at about 25 to 50% capacity. They're going to have uh, courtside fans about 10 to 12 feet away from the court. And they're going to have uh, fans that are socially distanced in the stands. Uh, they're probably going to be at, you know, 30, 40% capacity to start with or something like that. And they're going to do Long this from the beginning of the year? From They're going to try to do it from the beginning of the year. Wow. Um, they're working really hard to get the protocols in place so they can do it. Wow. Uh, yeah, they, it's, that's how they make a lot of their money is, you know, those tickets, you know, then, you know, people buying the food there. And with less tickets available, less tickets available. And if there's demand, they could charge more more money. They could charge charge more. more. They have to charge more. I mean, because they're going to have to try to make up these losses. So, you know, they're going to charge more money. Right. So yeah, that's what the that's what the NBA's current thinking is, and then they're going to try to they're hoping that as the vaccines and everything come out, that the uh, the number of fans per game can rise up until it's have all the fans back. But that's probably wishful thinking for this next season. 
Um, but right. we'll see what happens. Um, All right, I found out. Buffalo- okay, Slick go ahead. Leonard's that name was actually Bobby Leonard. William Bobby Robert Leonard. Slick Leonard. Slick was his nickname. Okay. Uh, also, it said Boom Baby redirects here. Is that the guy's okay. nickname? American former okay. professional basketball player and coach. He was six foot three. He's 88 years old. He's still alive. Um, he uh, was 185 pounds. He went to Indiana University. He was a second round pick, um, 10th overall. How can he be 10th? Oh, wow. There might have, must have not been very many teams in the league. Because right. he was picked in round two, but he was the 10th overall pick. Wow. Um, yeah. <laughs> Selected by the Baltimore Bullets. He played in the league for seven years. He was a point guard. His number was 21. He played for the Minneapolis Lakers and the Chicago Packers. As a coach, he coached the Baltimore Bullets and the Indiana Pacers. He won the championship in college. He was consensus second-team All-American, third-team All-American by the Associated Press. Um, Career stats... maybe. 9.9 9.9 points per game. So maybe back then, or maybe was it that they started over and it's like they did the first round and they, they instead of, you know, continuing like they do today, like, you know, 30, 32nd, 34th, 35th, that they started over again and it was second round, first pick, and then they, um, and they did it that way? I think there just weren't that many teams in the they league, actually. That many teams. Yeah, okay. I'm going to look it up right now here. 1958. NBA standing. So let's see if that's even possible to see online. <laughs> Here we go. Yes. Here I got Here's the I got the standings. Okay. I got the standings. Okay. And in the Western Division, there are four teams: the Hawks, oh, wow. the Lakers, who are awful by the way. They were thirty-three and thirty-nine. The Pistons and the Royals. And in the Eastern Division, there were the Celtics, the Knicks, the Nationals, and the Warriors. That's it. Eight teams. Wow. So the tenth pick was second round. It's wow. crazy, right? I'm looking at these stats. Yeah, that's crazy. Every team in the Eastern Division was at least won at least thirty two games. So how many picks did they each get? That's that's crazy. Did they know. get more picks because there was less teams? Well, they used to do more than two rounds. You know, right. I mean, you know, the draft used to have like four, yeah, five, six, seven that. rounds, yeah, four, yeah. five, six rounds, yeah. <sighs> All right. Uh, so here's our next question is from Buffalo Custard uh, from Rip City 2. Uh, he asked, do you see any chance the Blazers trade up in the draft? What about trading down or out? Hey, Buffalo. Um, I mean, you only trade up if you can get like that player on like a Drew uh, Tyler Harrow uh, level player that can help us immediately. Otherwise, you think you trade down for a good role player um, or you trade the pick away to get a established player. I don't know. It's going to – Neil has some big decisions to make. Yeah, I don't see them uh, trading down. I see them I, – I think there's a, a, a big possibility of trading our pick, trading out, uh, and then just take, you know, picking with the 46 pick. I think that's probably one of, you know, one of the most likely scenarios. Yeah. Um, Moving up, maybe I, you know, I think if we pick, if we do pick, I think it's just going to be with the sixteenth and the forty sixth. I don't think there'll be any changes, right? Um, but we could, we could uh, do a draft 
day trade and trade the 16th pick with some players to bring in some some new players or new players. So look for that to happen. I think it's a big possibility. How do we get your guy Precious? Will he be available at 16? He will be available at 16. So if we're going to okay. draft somebody at 16 and he's, he's left, he's still there, get him. Okay. That dude's going to be a star in this league. Do not turn him down. Okay. Mark my words. All right. Um, our last question is from Cal. We ask, is, sounds like Neil O'Shea is looking into bringing two players in from the draft with the 16th and the 46th. At what point does it become redundant to keep bringing in young guys when building for a championship? Every team does that. There's a draft every year. Everybody drafts young players. It's not like something just Portland does. Every team right. is constantly bringing in young, fresh players, even yeah, though they're trying to get to a championship. Veteran, you have to also have to have veterans too, and you have to, I mean, the Warriors are bringing in a number two two pick player. But yeah, um, I mean that's how you find your star player. You know that's how you that's how all the players that are stars today were pretty much found were through the draft. You know Stephen Curry, you know, the Warriors drafted him, and then he it turned out he was good. So. You know, yeah, I don't understand the idea of like, draft. No, you always need to. Every team does it. It's not like their teams are like we're not going to like sign people because they're too young. Right. So that's all I have to say to that. Yeah, to you that build event. through the draft. You add some veterans in the mix, and you, know, you just keep building until you have the team that you need to to contend. Yes, but thanks for your questions, everybody. Right. Yeah. That's all of our questions. Uh, if you'd like to submit questions for our next week's episode, you can do so uh, on at our Twitter at with MBA. You can do so on our Facebook page, around the MBA with Chris and Eric Facebook page, or the Blazers Forum Facebook page, or of course at ripcity2.com. On Sundays, there's always a thread there for your questions. We appreciate appreciate you listening, and as always, go Blazers. Go Blazers. They rock with the dopest. I was in the stew all night with Marsh Ambrosius. You gon' say you always had it rockin' like a boulder. The real original was yelling, no limit soldier.